We are so looking forward to seeing all of your likes, all of your comments during the live podcast, sweetie. Don't forget to use the hashtag, hashtag find your new home on privateproperty.co.za, hashtag the private property podcast, hashtag we learn with private property to join the conversation. Good luck and we'll see you soon. In today's case study video, we'll learn about three don'ts, don'ts, do nots when trying to sell your house. So stay tuned for that one. If you missed last week's episode, if you're strapped for time, remember that you can now listen to the audio version of the Private Property Podcast on Spotify. You won't get to see my glorious face, but it's okay because you can also catch us on YouTube. Um, but yeah, if you're going on a road trip, you've got load shedding, just download the audio version of the Private Property Podcast on Spotify today. And that is all the announcements I have for you right now. So without any further ado, let's start today's show. Welcome to the Private Property Podcast, where we provide valuable knowledge and information on anything and everything property related. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just looking for expert advice, we've got you covered. So you need to tune in every Tuesday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. for tips, insights, expert advice on burning topics related to all things property. This podcast is brought to you proudly by privateproperty.co.za. Remember, find your new home on privateproperty.co.za. And if you're tired of looking at cookie cutter homes that all look the same, you're struggling to sell your home, then you've come to the right place tonight because tonight's podcast is exploring the world of unsellable homes. You need to stay tuned, comment below and share the podcast. Send us a load of likes as we tackle the challenges of selling an unsellable house. Back to today's show. Joining me in studio today, I've got local real estate expert and TikTok star, a glamorous star, darling, who also knows very many things about property. It's Anna Truich Constanti. Hello, how are you? Hi, Sibs. Thank you. I'm good. I'm glad to be back here. You look amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> She didn't say I look amazing, but that's fine as well. <laughs> Listen, Anna specializes in full title residential sales in the Rudekrantz and sectional title in Amorosa and Willowbrook area. She's got a BA honors degree in psychology, honey, that she says has given her the personal and interpersonal skills needed to effectively manage the whole process of ensuring a pleasurable experience while selling your most valuable possession, which is, of course, your home. We're talking about homes. Anna loves working with both buyers and sellers, making sure that they receive the best service, honest advice, her full commitment, and top-notch marketing across all platforms to expose their property to the highest amount of potential buyers as possible. Now, remember to share your thoughts on today's question. Tell us your property stories of 2022. Add your comments on our Twitter page. And remember to add the hashtag, hashtag the private property podcast, and hashtag we learn with private property. Before we chat to Anna, our producers found some interesting content on TikTok. Here are three tips for realtors or property practitioners, as we call them in South Africa, when they're selling houses. Three tips for realtors showing houses. Number one, always ride separately. Even if you've met the client before, still ride in separate cars. It's to keep you safe, but also for liability reasons. Number two, 
always double check that you lock the doors when leaving a house. Make sure you walk through the house before you leave because even though you may not have opened a door, your client may have. And that can lead to a whole lot of trouble. And number three, get your buyer's feedback at the house when you're there. Especially if they're seeing multiple houses, they're gonna forget about what they liked and didn't like about certain ones. So make sure you're taking notes in real time. Okay, Anna, this lady's advice to me seems very obvious, like locking the doors behind you. But the third one, the third piece of advice I feel was very, yeah. very valuable <laughs> in terms of, okay, fine, what is it that you like? Take notes at the time and then I'll be able to now when you're like dilly-dallying and coming up with funny stories about like, oh, I don't actually remember what the ceilings look like and now I'm not sure if I want to buy the house anymore. Is that like a real thing? Yes, definitely. I mean, if people have viewed uh, a lot of properties, they definitely tend to forget which property had what finishes and all of that. Um, I always like to resend them a video um, later on when I ask for feedback because I always have uh, videos of my properties as well just to jolt their memory a bit. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I thought you were saying like, well, you, I'll come and then you're showing me a property and then you're like taking a video the whole time and mm. then you send the video back to me. No, no, no. my reactions to like, oh, I love this <laughs> kitchen. And so you can remind me of how much I loved the kitchen. Well, that that's is a not great what idea. Mean. That's not what I meant, but <laughs> maybe I'll use that. I was going to say, I'm giving you golden nuggets here. <laughs> Yeah. And I think you should be writing, you should be writing I've this got down. I've mental notes, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, so based on the video that we just watched, do you think like you agree with all of the points she's making first of all? And for you, if you were giving tips like that or listening to that, what would you add to her list as someone who's in this industry? Yeah, so uh, I definitely agree with her. I think it was just a very brief uh, top three tips. Um, obviously, if you are going to show a house, there uh, is sort of prep that goes before that, making sure the house is clean there's no clutter people get quite put off by clutter th th things like that it just was so that the first impression is of the home as well after the break i'll be chatting to anna and unpacking some more of her thoughts on the topic of how to sell the unsellable house i'm using inverted commas because what is an unsellable house but we'll explore that a bit later remember to share your comments on our social media pages and don't forget that hashtag hashtag the private property podcast hashtag we learn with private property the last time you were here in studio with me and we had a really really interesting conversation the topic of unsellable houses came up and that's why I keep using inverted commas because it's a very contentious issue like what would you say an unsellable house is okay so I I wouldn't call any home unsellable I think um, that there is a buyer for every home if the house is priced correctly so yeah. that's a big thing there are some homes that will be in the market longer for certain reasons but every home is sellable at the correct price. I'm gonna ask you some questions, just like quick fire, sure, you know, and then I would answer me honestly. Okay. Are there people who want to buy homes where people have been murdered in them? 
Yes. In South <laughs> Africa. Yes. My colleague actually has a listing at the moment. Uh, we call it the murder house at work. <laughs> but there is an offer on it. It's the satanic um, killings in Krugersdorf, Devilsdorf. I'm sure you know <gasps> the story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was not an unsellable home. There was a lot of interest. Actually, It's not unsellable. <laughs> It's not unsellable. Okay. <laughs> are there homes where people think there are ghosts and then they want to buy those houses? They come to you, they go, Anna, I want to live in a ghost house. I uh, <laughs> I haven't had that experience yet, but uh, there's all kinds of people out there. So. so truly, 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 there's no house actually that you have encountered that someone will not buy. No, I had one listing that was 23 square meters. So that is... How big is that? That is tiny, much uh, smaller than the studio. <laughs> okay, give it to me in the... Like so it's one bedroom uh, with a open plan, small kitchen and a bathroom. That's it. So also not unsellable. I mean, somebody for bought sale. The home. Yes, at uh, at the moment uh, it's getting rented out because we didn't uh, sell in the usual time period, but that was uh, the seller's choice. The, the home definitely would have been sold at some point. Tell me more, please, about the Devil's Door House. I'm so curious because I watched that show and I was very um, uh, shocked. Yes. <laughs> I have other words that I want to use, but I'm not allowed to use them on screen. Yes. <laughs> Look, the home is a mansion. So, um, you know, it's it is a nice home if you don't go into any details of what has happened. But um, I'm sure, you know, as I said, there was a lot of uh, interest in that home. I'm sure some people were not actually looking to buy it. They just wanted to go view because of um, the popularity around the house. Never mind the murder homes and the ghost homes and that kind of stuff. There are homes like the tiny home that you just mentioned yeah, right yeah. now. Even though tiny homes are somehow coming into fashion, we'll discuss that one another yeah. day. But there are some homes or some houses, properties, that could be described as a uh, duds or so just not very good. bad condition yeah okay. how do you go about do you renovate that first do you like clean it up if there's like joburg rats everywhere like do you get an exterminator and get them all out how do you go about selling a home like that so not necessarily i guess depending what all the conditions are but if a home is in very bad condition i'm of the opinion let's sell it as it is because uh, the seller is going to need uh, money, you know, to renovate this home and flip it. Whereas the buyer or the investor, usually it would be an investor for that type of place where they flip and uh, rent out or flip and resell. Um, you know, people have their own um, ideas of what they want a home to look like. So instead of spending money and making it look like you want it to look like and then your buyer might want to change some stuff anyway mm. i always say let's try sell it as it is at the right price and let um, the next owner decide what they want it to look like have you had any situations where something was just completely unsellable like stayed on the market for years and years and years and years and nobody wanted it uh no not me but i haven't been uh, in real estate for you, years and Anna, years. <laughs> but you know what i <laughs> look, mean look i've seen there's some you know that goes actually more to very expensive houses so they take a longer time to sell um you know there's some that will take over a year or up to two years to sell really yeah so because of the price point uh, yes because not uh, they aren't uh, the pool of buyers at uh, certain price points isn't as big so you know it takes some time to get the right buyer for instance uh, port view um you know, in Rotaport by my area, um, there's houses for 22 million rand. So there, there isn't that many people. Um, With 22 million, million rand to yes. buy a house <laughs> in Rotaport. Yes. 
but they do sell it just takes some time the last thing I want to ask you is how do you make sure me I'm selling how do I make sure that my property that I have does not become an unsellable home so I know I've mentioned this already now but it really is uh, sort of the most important is pricing correctly so as I said there's a buyer for every home and if it's priced correctly so that it's you know um, comparative to the market and other things selling you will find a buyer so it's more if um, a seller has unrealistic expectations of what their property is worth then it will sit and then probably eventually get withdrawn from the market because um, there isn't enough interest at that price point if you price correctly it will sell last thing sorry I want to sell my house should I be selling it myself or should I give it over to another person who's actually a professional like say I, like I have a really bad attitude or I love my house so much and I think it's worth a trillion million bajillions and that's how much I'm trying to sell it for but obviously no one's gonna buy it when when do I get to the point where I hand it over to a professional and go it's not on me right now I can't do this I'm not qualified I'm not doing enough to make my home marketable enough so I must hand it over uh, so yes, I actually think you answered your own question about a qualified person and I'm not saying that just because I'm in real estate um, Definitely, it's the way to go. So um, I mean as you said it were trained in negotiation and everything um, Sellers will also take stuff very personally because it's their home buyers also don't feel comfortable to uh, give their full opinion to the sellers mm. um, I also find that if sellers and buyers try to discuss any sort of finances and money fights arise uh, very quickly so definitely best left to um, the professionals and you're more likely to get uh, the right price for it I have so much more I want to discuss with you but for now when we get back we're gonna learn more about selling unsellable homes but first here's some tips to help you if you're stuck in a loop trying to sell your house. If you're stuck in the loop of trying to sell your home alone, let's talk about why this doesn't usually work and what you need to do in order to sell your home by yourself. There are three reasons why this usually doesn't work in the for sale by owner's favor. You guys just simply don't want to do the work. When it comes to something so personal that you're trying to do for yourself, you typically skip out on things thinking that it will save you money. The National Association of Realtors states that the average for sale by owner, their home sold for 22% less than the median assisted agent home. The second reason why this doesn't work is because you have inaccurate comps or you're not using any at all. Guys, majority of these homes that are being purchased are going to be financed and they need an appraisal. A bank will not loan someone more money than the home will appraise for. Meaning that regardless of what your price is, if it won't appraise for that, then you won't have a buyer that isn't paying cash and the cash buyers are usually trying to get it for as cheap as possible and the third reason is that it's a changing market gone are the days where you could throw a home up for sale have 20 offers on it and have it sold in 30 minutes so how do you fix this you do the work you have to make sure you advertise properly whether that be paid ads or open houses something you just have to get it out there you have to make sure your showings are absolutely on point you need an accurate price as well and last but not least you need to make sure your buyer is qualified to purchase your home if not you've wasted your time i love how realistic this tiktok is because it really just is so 
<laughs> like he's so honest in a way that's almost offensive, but it's also very true. People watch videos or they see someone else doing something and they think I can definitely do that, but they're not putting in the work that's actually required for them to get the desired outcome, right? No, definitely. I mean, I agree with absolutely everything you said. You can't argue with him. Um, th that's exactly it. I mean, the sellers have their own uh, full-time jobs. They, um, they don't have time to market their home uh, like they think that they would. So, I mean, with uh, real estate agents, um, that is our job. Mm. We're actively marketing your home the whole time. So that's what they must consider as well before going privately. Are they actually gonna have the time um, besides the resources to do everything that a real estate agent would do. What do you think the main reason is where sellers go, I don't want to go the real estate agent route? Uh, so commission. So that would be the biggest reason. They feel that paying commission is a waste of money, but usually they find out that they should have rather just paid the commission. They'd probably come out with more money at the end. How much more? Um, well, that would depend on each home. What? No, like what? how much is the commission? Like oh, the now, commission. I'm trying to convince people go with the estate agents. The commission is really not that bad. What's the commission? <laughs> okay, so well, commission is a uh, seven percent sort of industry standard of 7 the sale. Plus VAT, yes. Of the whole home. Yes. Doesn't sound bad. Uh, yeah, I think it sounds sort of scary to people when they first hear it, um, people that haven't sold property before. But um, yeah, if you try sell yourself, you will see why. <laughs> no, I mean, and uh, how often have you seen that in real life where people come to you guys now in tears, like, help me, I don't know what to do anymore? Yeah, I, th I actually t feel that people in South Africa don't usually go the private uh, selling route. They, I don't know, they seem to know that it's not the way to go or they just offhand know they're not going to have the time for it. Um, but yes, the people will usually end up using an agent if they do try to go that route. If you're struggling to sell your house, our producers have found a very interesting video. Here are three don'ts when selling your house. Three don'ts you should definitely know if you're selling your house. Stop selling those unrealistic prices. It will not attract buyers and it will most likely sell your home for an even lower price than possible. Don't expect the asking price. Any smart buyer will negotiate and for you to sell your home, it's necessary to make some room for this. Don't skimp on listing photos. Nowadays, 90% of the buyers search online. So that's your selling point. Good photos will definitely give you a head start. Why can I not ask for my asking price? So I actually disagree with that. I've Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank I was very upset by what she is saying. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. So I have sold and my colleagues have sold many houses at asking price. We've sold properties at above asking price. So I don't agree with that. Yes, honey. <laughs> I need my money. The only time asking price won't work is um, if the property is overpriced. How often does that happen? Um, it happens more often than you'd think. Uh, uh, sellers definitely feel or want their house to be worth more than what the market is currently showing. So it does happen often. But that's bizarre, right? Because surely you get your house appraised and then figure out how much it's worth before now you put it on the market and put a price tag on it. So yes, that's usually the route we take. Otherwise, if a, a, a seller insists on their price, then we make an arrangement where we market at their price, what they think the property is worth for a certain amount of time, let's say two weeks, because we can immediately tell by the interest whether the property is overpriced by how much traction it's gaining. So um, 
we make an arrangement, we price at your price for two weeks. If we have no interest, we drop to the um, the initial price that we evaluated at. I suppose it makes no sense to, mm, sorry to these owners, I'm not trying to be ugly to them, but it sounds kind of wild that if we're telling people all of the time, if you're gonna put an offer in on a house, do your research, look around, what are the other properties listed in the property? You know, what, what price point are they at in that area? Uh, when last were these rates paid and like go to the bank and so obviously people are now coming to this information why would you try and dupe them even sometimes when you do a comparative market analysis um, let's say you go on private property search an area within a certain budget um, you know the properties there already could mm. be overpriced so if a seller is looking um, you know that could that could be setting their expectations unrealistically because other properties are, are being overpriced but that's why you get an agent to come and they'll they'll show you history they'll show you what's sold in your street you know at what size what kind of finishes in the last two years and that um that will just be a better indication if anyone from the competition commission is watching this episode please just do a young investigation there on overpriced properties in certain areas thank you so much it's for the rest of us who don't have millions of monies okay so we can also buy the houses what i do agree with is that photos are everything like don't skimp on your digital footprint because that is everything that's where the process begins that's where the journey begins i'm not going to pick up the phone and call an agent and be like i really want to see this property if there's only two pictures on the site and both of them are of the garden yes so literally i can't agree with you more i cringe especially when i see you know um, photos taken with camera phones even not such great camera phones so we only do professional photography so we get uh, property photographers in to do the listing photos in this day and age where everything is digital that's the f uh, a person's first impression of your home and that's going to decide whether they're going to come view or not view so listing photos are everything and video as well i was gonna say i even love those like interactive videos then you get to tour the place yes, yes. you can like click the button and then turn around in a weird funny way and then you can see absolutely everything yes, yes. and make a really informed decision as to whether or not you're even interested remotely definitely and i mean during covid that that was how houses were getting sold because viewings weren't allowed i've sold um to a buyer in cape town a house in Rudaput, which uh, she never actually viewed. It was from the photos. <laughs> she never saw she it in never real life. <laughs> she was an investor. She wanted um, to buy it as an investment and she never saw it in real life. <laughs> Does she love it when she finally saw it? Uh, she still hasn't seen it. She, we got uh, my rental department sorted her out with tenants immediately and she still hasn't seen the house in real life. <laughs> Anna, thank you so much for joining me in studio today. Do you have any last pearls of wisdom? We're talking selling unsellable houses. What is what is the final thing you'd like to say about that? Other than there's no unsellable house, you know, <laughs> this is your standpoint. But what about unsellable houses makes them more sellable? Find yourself a good agent, price correctly, declutter and keep it clean for viewings. And that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for all of your knowledge. And I cannot wait to have you back. You look incredible. I want your entire outfit, but we'll discuss it after. Thank Listen, you. don't forget you can download the audio version of today's podcast on Spotify. Thank you for joining us on the Private Property Podcast. We hope you found our discussion to be informative and helpful. If you have any further questions, comments, likes, uh, other things that you want to say, maybe you don't like my hair, 
Please don't hesitate to reach out uh, tomorrow on Twitter where the conversation continues. We are always happy to hear from our viewers and our listeners and we provide additional resources actually and information. So if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share and subscribe to the Private Property Podcast. We'll be back soon with more expert advice, tips, tricks, insights on all things property related. Until next time, we'll see you on the Private Property Podcast.